0: Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And unto this, Mass Movement, destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow, it is we, Mass Movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Been a while, huh? Um, usually I fight off the guava thing by now and do the whole uh, gigorama, rama but it's a bit tired and it's a bit old now. I know it's been a while, like I said at the beginning, um, life's got in the way personal stuff, you know, day jobs, all the <laughs> other things that make existence such a wonderful, wonderful thing. Um, so yeah, life isn't always a box of chocolates we want it to be. And the forest come promises it might be but having said that it's time to jump straight into what's been going on in mass movement land and we'll start off with the rise of Ultraman, um a new book from marvel so it's what a half secret agent sort of half alien entity um well would be secret agent battling kaiju in modern japan and it's based on the long-running tv character in four of the power rangers book's written by Kyle Higgins on uh, his partner in crime, Matt Groom. Uh, Francesco Manor and Espen uh, Goderifin do a uh, response for the artwork. And, you know what? To be honest, I honestly feel like this book should have been twice the length it is. It's, it's a great book, don't get wrong. It's really... But it's too fast. It's too rushed. And the story suffers because of it. You know, it, it's just... It's a five, six-issue arc when it should have been ten easily. Um, The characterization is fantastic. It looks incredible. But it just doesn't grab you. And I I think the reason for that mainly is because, as I said, there isn't enough time for the story to actually develop. It just feels, uh, feels like it needs something more. It feels like it needed more space to evolve and more time for the story and the characters to gel. Um, but it's a promising start, and I really want to see more of it because I love the old Ultraman series. Like I said, it was the, the it was the precursor to the Power Rangers. It was something that really made me want to see that kind of stuff. Even though by the time the Power Rangers came out, I was really too old. Um, but yeah, if you love the old Ultraman series, by all means, give this modern uh, reimagining a, a an update. A look, see, and yeah, it's promising. I'm looking forward to see, seeing where they go next with it. Uh, next up is the reinvention of Werewolf by Night. Again, uh, the trade's just come out. It's written by Taboo B. Earl and Scott Eakin, and again, it's another book that looks incredible. It really does. Um, the action, it's been moved to a reservation, and it incorporates a lot of Native American mythology in the story, which is essentially about genetic engineering and the dangers and pitfalls that It brings that inherently brings with it. The book looks incredible, it really does. And from beginning to end, the story is sort of entertaining, but it just felt messy and a little bit dated. Uh, and maybe needed a more concise and direct plot. Uh, yeah, I, I just wish that it would give more time to evolve again. It's another five issue series, it feels like it's been truncated, and it should have been 10. Um, I don't know whether Marvel isn't giving some of these writers and, and and artists the room they need to make these characters really evolve and these stories plant themselves into your imagination. Um, but it just didn't feel, it didn't live up to the promise. Because Werewolf by Night was always on those stories that made you want to read. It was, It was a great horror book. And this just feels like it's been toned down and made to feel like it's too real it just feels as though the whole story is tied into maybe ecological and, and biological concerns and concerns with genetic engineering, rather than focusing on the title character to deliver a really, really good horror story. Um, it's cool. And it has a social conscience. Um, I'm not sure that the choice of where they've moved the story to is entirely appropriate. Um, it feels a little bit almost racist at times. Um, But then again, that might be me reading more into it than it actually is. Um, And maybe it's because I love Native American culture more than I should. And I I just tend to react to anybody who I think is being too flippant with it, which at times feels like is the case here. Um, By all means, check it out, but don't expect it to be the same book as it once was, because it's a very, very different animal. Um there's some cool werewolf action and who doesn't like a bit of like it for nastiness and, and gore, but it just did not live up to the promise. And I'm I'm hoping desperately they'll find some way to claw it back and make it more than it actually is. Um but only time will tell, I guess, and we'll have to see. If Werewolf by Night can become the legendary book that it once was. Which brings us to the third book on our list and the point where things really do turn around. So Christopher Cantwell was given the reins of Iron Man and the first arc of his story, Big Iron, has just come out as a trade and it is incredible. It's a really different take on the book. Um, It's almost like a street-level Iron Man story. Tony Stark is taken back to basics and Cantwell dissects the character and examines what makes a man who was once dead really tick it's it's interesting it's in depth at times it's horribly upsetting you know you see Tony in a point in his life in which you never thought you would um full of self-doubt, full of self-loathing, trying to find a way to make the world love him as much as he thinks it should or he hopes it would um you know, and then he throws, Well, then throws Tony into this battle of man versus deity or man versus supreme entity um, in a battle of sort of the, the war of attrition, which is better, you know, is it better to be loved with power? Or is it better to be loved for the things you do? You, it, It's, it's like the ultimate confrontation, you know, um, power the powerful versus the, the people who aren't powerful anymore or once were. It's, it's a devastating story that will just tug at your heartstrings and make you re-examine Iron Man in a completely different light. And thanks to Frank Tomato and Cafu's artwork, it looks every bit as good as it reads. Um, i just about given up on Tony Stark. I really had. But, yeah, Christopher has found a way to re- you know, re my passion for the character and to make me want to actually read it again. So, definitely, this is... <laughs> if you don't read another... I I'm on book ever again. Just make sure you read Big Iron because that will change your mind. It will turn you around. and It will reignite your passion for the character. It did with me. If it did with me, it can definitely do with you. Right, let's have a track, shall we? This is "Uh, Go Satan" by Who Are the Monsters. It's taken from the album "Go Satan," which is now available for pre-order from their Bandcamp. Who Are the Monsters? Bandcamp.com. Um. Yeah, and who doesn't like getting down with the devil? So rah, 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 go Satan! Oh, damn, that was uh, Who Are the Monsters and the track Go Satan, which is now available for pre-order from their bank app. Right, next, I want to talk about uh, a new book coming out on Dual Publishing. Well, they're going to publish it, because that's what publishing houses do, isn't it? Oh, it's uh, Scar Boom, an American Scar and Reggae All History. It's by Mark Wasserman from the band who were formerly known as Panic, and then had to change their name after they were threatened by dollars of brush metalheads. Um... It's an incredibly detailed and essential history of scar in America from the 80s to the 90s. It's one of those books that's a real passion project. And it's always nice to see a publisher like The Wolf take an interest and in want to actually release this stuff and bring it out there so you can find out the inside story about these, the history of each genre as it happened and as it evolved. Um, Wasman's a great writer. He's a really passionate, involving sort of storyteller. and you can't help but get sucked into it the book's now available for pre-order um it's released on july the 4th but if you want to get your order in so it arrives on the day of release go to dewolf.com, that's d-i-w-u-l-f.com and pre-order it's scar boom an american scar reggae oral history and it is well worth a few of your well hard-earned shackles if i do say so myself right so shit doesn't get much better in comics when you know one of your favorite writers is writing one of your favorite characters. Um, I'm talking about Conan the Barbarian, uh, which is now being written by Jim Zub, who is a writer par excellence. I mean, I, I ran into Zub first of all when he's writing Dungeons and Dragons for IDW and writing um Figment for Disney Kingdoms, and he is just one of those writers who makes you see the anger. Because he's so good at what he does, he's so good at storytelling. He knows how to write characters. how to get into the skin of the characters he's he's developing and creating. He just he's the he's the real deal. He's the whole package. And now that he's writing Conan. He's taking things to the next level. Um, so into the Crucible, which is the second arc of his run on Conan, is sort of there can be only one uh, contest of champions, which is takes the form of a classic dungeon crawl. Uh it's all hack and slash and traps and you know backstabbing, double dealing, betrayal, and all the stuff that makes a great fantasy saga great. Um the book then culminates in Conan taking possession of a cursed blade, which ends up with him fighting for possession of his soul with this with this evil cursed artifact. It's a little bit Stormbringer in places, but that's not a bad thing, because, you know, Michael Moorcock and Robert Howard in one book, written by Jim Zeb. How can you fault it? You can't. Um, wherever he is, I'm sure Two-Bob-Gun is... Two-Gun-Bob, sorry. Two-Bob-Gun. Two-Gun-Bob is smiling down on Jim and saying, dude, you got this, because there's no other writer um, could do this. this Jim Zeb really is... The natural success to Robert E. Howard. Um, it's just a pitch-perfect and tone-perfect Conan story. Um, and if Jim Zub ran for president of the world tomorrow, he'd have my vote and a double thumbs up, I'd be out campaigning for it. Go, Jim, go. It's just a long may you continue writing Conan. Um, I guess I should also mention that uh, the artwork from uh, Rohe Antonio, Robert Gill, Luca Pizarro, and Israel Silva just makes every panel pop off the page. You know, Zub team with these guys, it's just Conan has never ever looked this good. I mean the only time he was anywhere close to this in comic form was when Tim Truman was writing it for Dark Horse. It's and oh Kurt Busiek. Um it's back to its absolute best and it's thanks nice to Jim Zub and the art team. I, I can't recommend this book enough. So if you like Swords Out and you like people being Gutted, stabbed, and killed, born on the battlefield. It's the book for you. Conan the Barbarian from Marvel at the moment. Jim, you rule, brother. You really rule. And finally, it's time to take a trip back into the Black Hammer universe. Um, so Jeff L. Meyer and Tyler Grant have just had Colonel Weird Cosmogog published by Dark Horse, rather than the trade collection, um, in which the Colonel, the their all-American space hero who was cast adrift in the darkest regions of the universe and had his mind forever broken by cosmic horrors, real and imaginary. Um, he attempts to patch his fractured psyche back together by finding himself and what it was that he actually lost. It's it's one of those books that's on the surface appears to be one thing, but you dig a little deeper and it's completely different. It's a sort of astounding metaphysical exploration of PTSD and trauma, um, and it's absolutely dripping and gorgeous. art. You your heart breaks for Colonel Weird on every page of this book. When you see the life that pushed him to the stars, you understand that the character was just reaching out to be more than he could be or, or and to surpass the, the expectations that everybody had for him, which were minimal, to say the least. He made himself, and he ended up breaking himself. It's it's a tragic story, and it comes, sort of comes full cycle when he finds... The part of his life that he needed to find, the part of him that he'd lost while he was in the darkest regions of out there, um, yeah, Jeff Lemire and he's just continued to smash it out of the park with his Black Hammer universe. It's just, I, I guess, in my mind, the closest approximation to it would be when Alan Moore wrote Watchmen. It's that big of a game changer. I can't even begin to think of any other writer who's had this kind of impact on comics apart from maybe uh Darwin Cook and like I say Alan Moore he's yeah Lamaya's someone else Um, what I'd like to see is Lamaya handing the reins over to Jim and saying you write something for me in, in, the, in the Black Hammer universe that would be a book for the ages but at the moment if you want to find out where the whole superhero dynamic is heading you could do far worse check checkout Everything Black Hammer related, especially Colonel Weird and Cosmogon. Right, that's enough of me bumbling and stumbling my way through uh, <laughs> a brief catch of comics at the moment. Uh, let's have another track show. It's from um, this track's taken from the, the scene that would not die, the compilation that appears in Glass uh, Companies in Glass's book of the same name, even. And this is Osmosis by that awesome band who absolutely blown away every time I see them. The Grand Claps, local Cardiff boys, and they are just brutal so this is it uh osmosis by grand claps lie back and enjoy bad I said that was called Osmosis. The track's actually called Omission. It's by Grand Collapse. Um, So, if the chaps want to send on some, you know, punk rock hugs to beat the crap out of me, then it's thoroughly deserved and I will not resist in any way, shape, or form. However, I would prefer if they hired some hookers who came around to blow some coke at my back passage and then beat me with sticks instead. But, you know, Glenn, whichever you want to do, brother, that's entirely up to you. Right, uh, I think it's time to talk about Retrofan. It's been a while since I've talked about this magazine. Um, I still think it's the best magazine ever. Literally the best magazine ever. It sort of explores the geek culture of yesteryear in a tender affectionate and always enticing manner. Um, it's published by people who actually know what they're talking about. Um, it's Tomorrow's Publishing, who are an indie publisher devoted to a passion for comics that's <laughs> almost unrivaled in the business and everybody who writes for RetroFan knows this subject inside out um, I said it's devoted to the geek culture of yesteryear, Um, and issues 12, 13 and 14 have passed my desk since I last got a chance to talk about it and these these issues feature everything from Green Hornet to Sasquatch on TV Lost in Space, Dynama, the, the, the Frisbee craze, Archie Andrews Sheena, the Saint, Dr. Seuss toys and so much 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 more you know if, if you even have an ounce of geek blood running through your veins, you need to read this magazine. So you just need to reach out to tomorrowspublishing.com and order any cop any issue of Retrofan Personally, I think you should order the last three, 12, 13, and 14. Make it a trio and just dive headlong in. It'll take you a couple of days at least to get through everything in these magazines. Um, You'll laugh and you'll laugh and you'll laugh some more because the writing is funny, it's personable, and you'll just lose yourself in this magazine. Um. I'm not a big fan of periodicals anymore since I stopped publishing these, probably because I'm such a petulant little dickhead, um, thinking, you know, I'd rather see my own magazine published. And I don't tend to read a lot. I mean, I I read Tripwire, but the only magazine I really, really make time for is Retrofan. And it just keeps getting better with every issue. Uh, Much as I'm loathe to share my secret passions and the things that I think belong solely to us Geeky people and that's it. And shouldn't be long shouldn't be read by anybody else. Um, I can't do that with Retrofan. I believe it needs to find the biggest audience it possibly can. So yeah. Head to tomorrow'spublishing.com, order yourselves a couple of copies of RetroFan and just get stuck in because boy oh boy, it is so, so good. Right then, finally, it's time to talk about a book which uh, one of my own mates just had published Roy Delaney. I just had this debut novel, Bugger Banks published. Uh, it's a witty, evocative examination of modern culture through a lens that only only Roy Hacksaw could have could have crafted. Um it's odd, but it's fun and it's genuinely heartwarming. Um I say Roy's one of life's beautiful eccentrics. He's just carved his own path and done things his own way. Um since time immemorial. Dude is even older than I am, which you know is, is hard to comprehend. Um, so the book's called Bugger Banksy. I, I honestly i can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's published by Earth Island Books. You can get it from Amazon or by going to or by doing the Google search on Earth Island and picking it up, spending an afternoon with it, and finding out why we all love Roy because you know there's only one Roy Hux or on that happy note. Um I think it's time to end this episode and we'll play out with Roy Hacksaw and his band Hacksaw and their anthem, Angry for Fags. So until the next time, uh, (laughs) I'll see you on the flip-flop and this is Hacksaw and Angry for Fags. (laughs) Ta-ta!
1: In a school that all your lungs your And fill your veins with fatty buns Your lust and fangs all your life you of be striped But make you smell and cough a lot But is your choice you should be blocked three, three more fangs your You're always three Your lungs are lumpy three bags. Bags. sick